You're listening to Bridge the Gap Season 4, a podcast dedicated to inform, educate, and influence the future of housing and services for seniors. This podcast is powered by supporting partners, Propel Insurance, Inquire, LTC REIT, The Bridge Group Construction, and Salinity. Learn more at btgvoice.com. Welcome to Bridge Gap Podcast, the senior living podcast with Josh and Lucas. We have a very exciting and informative show related to infection control. This is something you're definitely going to want to lean in and hear. We have a great friend of ours on the program. We want to welcome Dan Lawson. He's the president of business development at Viking Pure. Welcome to the show. Oh, well, thanks for having us. Very exciting. This is a part of many conversations that we've had, um, obviously a worldwide topic of infection control, given the recent outbreak of the coronavirus and many other um, issues that we face when it comes to infection control. Senior living is not new to infections. They have weathered many flu seasons, many different outbreaks, neurovirus, common colds. Um, They all affect our older adult population and One thing that I know that you're a big proponent of, and I'm personally a big proponent of myself as I um, visit a lot of these communities, I want to see these communities be able to take the power back into their own hands to control their own environment. And that is something that you're an expert at. So let's start by introducing electrolyzed water, also known as hypochlorous acid, to our audience. What in the world is electrolyzed water? Yeah, no, that's, that's, uh, I loved how you slowed it down and really enunciated that too, because, um, you know, a lot of people think that they've heard of it before. Um, they, they think of like electrolytes and water and and things like that, that we drink, but, um, it's a, it's an old science. Electrolyzed water is a technology that goes back 50, 60 years. It's been documented, um, with a handful of uses and everything from, you know, healthcare wound debridement, you know, to food and, and, you know, different types of manufacturing processes, but it's 10th grade chemistry when we all, you know, kind of come back to earth. Um, what we're doing is we're simply combining three elements together, water, electricity, and salt. Uh, the same type of salt that you would find on your kitchen table at home, sodium chloride. What happens is, you know, the salt is interacted with the water and the electricity at very specific flow rates and currents. And that salt separates into its two main ions, sodium uh, hydroxide and chlorine or hypochlorous acid specifically. And what you get are essentially byproducts of each other when you electrolyze water. You get a hospital-grade disinfectant that's called hypochlorous acid that will kill any germ, any bacteria, virus, antibiotic-resistant superbug or fungus. Um, and then the byproduct of, this, of the hypochlorous acid is a cleaning solution, a degreasing solution that's um, a bit different from a chemical perspective, but equally as safe and equally as effective as, you know, in, in the applications that you would intend to use them for. Josh, I know that you were tracking with that. You were writing down the formulas. You're going to figure this out at home and you're going to try to make this. <laughs> I can see the wheels just churning. No, when <laughs> when you went somewhere around 10th grade chemistry. I think that was also about the time I flunked out of school. So um, you lost me. uh, Let me simplify it. Yeah. Let me simplify it a little (laughs) bit for you, Josh. So, so, you know, we talked about the concept of electrolyzed water and my company does these cool things so that you can make this product on your premises. But, you know, to really simplify this, it's best to just look at our natural kind of body and immune system 
hypochlorous acid is actually a natural solution that your body creates when, when it's fighting infection. Your white blood cells have this ability to mix the water, salt, and electricity that you have kind of naturally flowing through your body to create this amazingly powerful, what we call biocide that will come in contact with a pathogen and kill it. So you think of cuts, you think of, you know, the flu or norovirus or, or COVID, God forbid, come into your body. Your body's first mechanism of defense is to create this solution, swarm those germs and, and kill them. So although you may not be familiar with it, you've been living with it for the last, what, Josh, 25 years, 26 years? <laughs> yes. I love you more, Dan, every day. I do. Well, so that leads me to... First of all, Lucas has been talking to me about this for the last year. Um, he has indeed become a very big believer in it. I have as well, even though I don't fully understand it, even no matter how simple you make it for me. But my common brain, typically, when I think of like infection control, especially when I'm thinking in our communities and things, there's so many different chemicals that we have that we've bought and you've got all these sheets to remember all these ingredients and then it can be harmful to you and your staff if in, used in the inappropriate ways and you're always thinking about what surfaces I can use it on, what I can't use it on. It can be extremely confusing um, at the operations level, especially in a smaller community when you don't have a big staff and um, maybe a big maintenance department to help you understand uh, the uses and things. But one of the things, Dan, I would like for you to talk a little bit more about and help me understand, help the audience understand is something Lucas was sharing with me and how maybe it's because your body does produce this and this is fairly natural stuff and simple, I guess, chemistry, as you would describe, that actually it, it's a lot less harmful mm. uh, when used um in the proper application. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. I mean, you know, in summary, and in the easiest ways that I can describe this is, you know, chemicals do not need to be deadly or dangerous for us or for our environment to kill germs. That's one of the, you know, the, the most amazing uh, characteristics of, of hypochlorous acid. Um, it's, you know, it's very lethal to uh, to a pathogen, to a germ, but it's completely safe for us, it's safe for our surfaces that we want to apply it to. It's safe for the plants and animals, you know, that we share our spaces with. Um, because of its safety profile, it can be used in ways that, you know, really traditional chemicals cannot. You know, we, we saw a lot of unique practices, you know, kind of come out of the woodwork over the last 18 months to 24 months. You see people spraying chemicals into the air. You see people humidifying solutions. I just pray that, you know, honestly, they're using hypochlorous acid in those different types of situations because, you know, spraying dangerous chemicals into the air, um, you know, has led to increases in poison control center calls. It's, it's led to increases in, you know, a, a toxic environment, you know, for those that are, you know, kind of stuck applying these solutions on a day-to-day -day basis. But because hypochlorous acid is so safe, um, you know, there is no concern for, you know, uh, is it applicable for this surface versus others? You know, God forbid a resident get their hands on it when, you know, when a team member may, you know, turn their back for a second and either ingest it or spill it on themselves. Um, there's no, you know, there's no risk of harm 
you know, uh, in that type of a scenario. And, and that's why we're just so passionate about educating as many as we can specifically in senior living, because there's not another safety profile out there that's going to allow for, um, you know, the broad spectrum need, you know, for the application of the device to create a safe space, uh, you know, but also balancing that just ever important, you know, safety component. So Lucas, um, over the last year or so, you've been going into these communities of various types, various different operators. Actually, you've been doing some infection control some clearing and and things like that um i believe you've actually been using this quite a lot not only at home but also in these communities is that right yeah you know i've been using hypochlorous acid electrolyzed water as a cleaning solution in my own home for the past six years and just to give a little bit of a personal testimony and this is a reason why um i was uh, so just um wanted to understand Dan even more um, and, and their products even more is because this is something I've been using very effectively in my own life. We have a special needs child that has a lot of health issues and our child cannot be around chemicals. Um, so we were not able to use typically, you know, most people have bleach in their house, right? Well, in 2021, uh, we know that bleach is actually a very harsh chemical. It certainly has its applications in some places at some times, but um, we're a lot smarter today. Um, you know, I remember back in the early 2000s, people used to think, well, you know, you see some mold on the wall. They're like, just spray some bleach on it um, and it'll go away. Well, we know that that's completely false and not the right application and not a good solution. And so my wife and I, because of our personal story, we did some research and we were able to find hypochlorous acid as a solution. And we've been using it around our children and around our home for six years. And so when I met Dan, he told me that he had a commercial application for this. I thought my mind was blown. And not only that, um, he, they even have very specific prototype of, uh, the way that their technology is actually creates and generates this. And Dan, we can go into that in just a minute. Before that, explain to the listener the difference. So, the, you know, obviously in communities, I see, you know, the eco labs, the Cinta, you know, all these different big commercial cleaning applications um, and multiple products and closets and these, you know, safety data sheets and all that kind of stuff. Compare hypochlorous acid to just bleach. Talk to us about that. Yeah. I mean, that's a very specific, you know, um, combinate or excuse me, comparison. And it's, it's an interesting one because a lot of people don't realize this, but hypochlorous acid is actually the active killing ingredient in bleach. What you do with bleach, um, is you store it at a, uh, at a, at a higher pH it's called sodium hypochlorite. And when you want to create a killing agent with it, you add water to bleach, which, which dilutes it. It brings, the pH of the solution down. And while you're bringing the pH of the solution down, sodium hypochlorite will actually transition from sodium hypochlorite to hypochlorous acid. Uh, the problem is, is that you have to keep it at such high concentrations in order to create, you know, an effective disinfecting solution that what you're using is actually a toxic product. It's a bleaching product and, you know, it'll discolor or corrode surfaces. What our machine does is it isolates the most impactful 
um, version of bleach, the hypochlorous acid. It makes it pure and it keeps it at a very specific pH, which allows it to be ultimately effective in killing pathogens, but safe, you know, safe for surfaces, safe for contact. And, um, you know, I remember that conversation, Lucas, when we first met, um, you know, uh, it's an unbelievably uh, endearing story. And I can imagine a very challenging one in, in trying to keep certain things out of the household. I, I, I can personally relate, you know, on behalf of several of our customers who have transitioned, you know, from using more traditionally toxic chemicals for cleaning and disinfecting and to hear some of their personal stories about, you know, no longer having, uh, you know, kind of a persistent cough or, um, you know, the trademarks of like an environmental service worker, you know, having burns kind of on their hands as like, you know, just an aspect of the job, you know, because of the chemicals that they have to handle, you know, removing those things um, is tremendously gratifying, you know, for us. And it's why we do what we do, because it's not just about the resident, right? I mean, they're an extremely important component, but we also want to protect those frontline workers, you know, who are, you know, um, responsible for, for creating a safe space. Um, the, the effects of toxic chemicals are, uh, it's, it's, it's alarming. And the data is starting to show, you know, specifically those that are, you know, that are, that are delegated the cleaning and, and disinfecting responsibilities on a daily basis. They're showing increases in asthma rates. They're showing increases in cancer percentages, you know, down, down the line. And um, that's what we're passionate about. That's what we want to bring awareness to. You know, we want to remove toxic chemicals from the environment. We want to present an innovative way of creating a sustainable model um, that allows for our customers to, to not have to rely on supply chain management and, you know, the storage of dangerous chemicals, but generate everything they need on site safely and, um, and ultimately create a safer, you know, and, and better infection control protocol. I love it. So let's talk a little bit, you know, I'm, I'm reminiscing here a little bit with you guys because it wasn't very long ago that we had our first um, celebration VIP Ignite experience in Nashville. Dan, your team was there, very gracious, um, also extremely professional, um, and and actually helped us with keeping our environment safe. To be honest with you, I didn't fully understand uh, the chemical or what they were doing other than they looked a little bit like the Ghostbuster team coming (laughs) in taking care of us. And they were so thorough and so efficient. But honestly, 200 people in a boutique hotel. We had your team there, um, you know, cleaning the spaces in between each experience. I think uh, it helped keep us all safe and healthy uh, in that experience. Maybe you and Lucas, I know y'all have worked together a lot in this capacity from the using it in a commercial, um, because I know a lot of our listeners are out there probably thinking, Hey, I've heard about this. Don't understand it. What's the application? How would I apply something like this in in my community and and so forth? Can you all talk a little bit about that between the two of you guys? Yeah, uh, you know, just to kind of lead off, uh, an amazing event. You know, a little over a month ago, um, Miss Nashville already. That was uh, so much fun. You guys did an amazing job, and we were just so so fortunate to to, to be a part of it. Um, and you know, we were happy to serve. I mean, that was, you know, that's what we do as an organization. I mean, whether it be our customers or our friends in the industry, we want you to know that we're here for you. And we certainly, 
you know, uh, um, we relish the opportunity to create a safe environment for 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 everybody, including ourselves, right? So, but one of the technologies that we you know that we brought with us to that meeting, in addition to the solution that you know that we were kind of you know spraying and killing germs was electrostatic spray technology, which many communities have invested in, you know, over the last year. These are the spray guns, the backpacks, the Ghostbuster looking, you know, type of technologies that allow you to emit solutions into the air. And we, we've seen a lot of, like I said, communities invest in this technology. It's very expensive technology. We often get confused uh, for, you know, electrostatic spraying manufacturing. We don't make sprayers. We provide sprayers because, Again, the safety profile of our product allows you to extend on how you would normally apply disinfectant. Like you can't spray bleach through an, well, you can spray bleach through an electrostatic spray. You just wouldn't want to, right? Like that would be unbelievably dangerous. And, you know, we've unfortunately seen, you know, similar types of things happen over the last year, but we've been promoting broad spectrum disinfection application, you know, since, you know, me and my, my fellow business partner started this company back in, you know, 2014. It really just kind of, came into popularity over the last year because of how easy it is to spray a large room. But what our team was doing in Nashville was, you know, simply between gatherings going in and ensuring that we got maximum surface contact with our disinfectant. And you do that through electrostatic spray. What's really cool about electrostatic spray is that the solution has a static charge that is added to it as it's emitted from the gun. So when it comes in contact with a chair or a table or a wheelchair, or maybe in like a rehab room inside of a community, all the little nooks and crannies associated with a patient care area, that that disinfectant, because of that static charge, much like when your clothes are static, you will cling to surfaces and, and disinfect on contact. So what we did uh, knowing that we only had a minimal amount of time, you know, kind of between, you know, gatherings, we wanted to keep to the schedule. Our team went through and simply electrostatic sprayed the, you know, the entire area, ensuring that we were, you know, touching the the high touch surfaces with 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 disinfectant to allow for a safe transition of crowds, if you will, uh, between, you know, between the events. You know, um, this brings to mind to try to kind of complete the circle here. Um, I'm trying to think of it through the listener's perspective. Dan, walk us through the actual practical uh, makeup. How is this product, quote unquote, made? Like, I think that if, if I'm being introduced to this for the first time, I'm thinking like, why do I need to know how this is made? Why is this at my community? And kind of walk us through the reasons why it needs to be made, shelf life, things like that. Cool. Yeah. So, you know, our technology seamlessly fits into the pro- the operational processes at, at any community. I'm sure you're familiar if you've ever been inside of like a facilities closet, you know, you see the chemical distribution system that's mounted on the wall that team members will go and fill their buckets. So that process actually doesn't change. It just instead of going to a, you know, a toxic chemical distribution system, you go to the Viking Pure machine which is installed on site within a community. And it's, it's just like a, like a home appliance. I use uh, dishwasher oftentimes as kind of like a comparable appliance in the sense that it connects to a water source and an electrical source. Um, and then with this, the simple addition of salt, you know, that a user, a facilities manager or an EVS staff member, you know, would add salt to the machine when it is necessary to create these two solutions, one cleaner and one disinfectant. 
Now, the art of cleaning doesn't change. You know, they go about their procedures the same way that they would normally with traditional chemicals. They just use the Viking Pure products instead. So our products actually aren't used any differently. They're still sprayed on surfaces, wiped up, you know, mop floors, filled with mop buckets, same, you know, same types of applications. It's just because of the safety component that you can do these other things. So like all of, you know, senior living communities invested in electrostatic sprayers, they ended up buying an additional chemical to spray out of those electrostatic sprayers that they brought into their, you know, communities. With our system, they don't need to buy extra chemicals. They don't need to buy any chemicals. They're going to generate everything that they need with the Viking Pure machine. They'll clean as they normally would, but they can also fog, electrostatic spray, you know, et cetera. If you looked at a at a team member's like cart, an environmental service member's cart, traditionally, it might have nine or 10 different bottles on there. If you think you've got one thing for glass, one thing for floors, one, you know, one disinfectant for bathrooms, one for food areas, you know, there's a bunch of different products. On our team members' carts, there's two products. You know, it's the Viking Pure Cleaner and the Viking Pure Disinfectant, and um, they utilize those two products in concert with each other to maximize cleanliness and get a certifiably clean and pure environment. So, Dan, why can't we run down to the hardware store or Walmart and get some hypochlorous acid? Yeah. Yeah. That's a great question. Um, so, you know, you can't go down to your local Walgreens and buy a bottle of HOCL because it's a very weak acid and has a shelf life of only about 30 days after it's been generated. So it wouldn't you know, make logistical sense to have bottles of this stuff sitting around. That's why generating it on site um, is so advantageous because, you know, if you're ever concerned that you don't have fresh solution, you could just simply dump that bottle and go right back to the source and, and fill it back up. Um, so that's yeah, basically the basic answer to that question. And when, so when you say it has a shelf life, um, my understanding is it literally just turns back into the water, right? Yeah. I mean, it's 99 point nine percent water that's what i love about this this stuff because you look at the ingredients list on you know any you know kind of competitive traditional chemical and it it might give you the one or two agents you know that are responsible for for doing the killing and then it says like 98 percent like other proprietary ingredients you like have literally no idea what's in it you look at our ingredients list it says hypochlorous acid and water (laughs) it's literally that's it and if it does gas out it reverts back to water you're absolutely right um, you know, there's no, uh, no additives, no preservatives. There's no unnecessary like fragrances or colors or anything like that added to our product. And there's very important reasons why, um, I know that the term superbug, you know, has become common terminology in senior living, right? We, we see C. diff, we see MRSA, we see these bacterial pathogens that have essentially developed a resistance to the antibiotics that we, that we treat them with. We're seeing the same phenomenon happen with disinfectants. Bugs, germs are learning to adapt to the disinfectants that we use. And and the reason is the same in both parties. It's these residues that are either left in our bodies or our food, you know, from the antibiotic, antibiotic perspective or on surfaces from the disinfectant perspective that is allowing for this adaptation to occur. There's a tremendous amount of peer reviewed published data that shows that when products are either over-concentrated or under-concentrated, you, you present this opportunity for adaptive resistance. The way that it presents, you know, to the kind of the layperson is, you know, specifically in senior living, I always use this example. 
have you ever felt a floor that was just mop still feel sticky, you know, or have you ever wiped a glass window and you see like a streakiness or a fogginess? That residue is a biofilm from a clinical perspective. And if you were to pull that residue back, underneath of that would be thousands of viable colonies of bacteria, you know, that are just happily living there. So you don't want residues on surfaces. You, know, you certainly don't want the aesthetic nuisance of it, right? Like, you know, uh, resident family members or residents themselves, they don't believe that their apartment was cleaned, you know, and that cleaning person is like, I literally just mopped it, you know, like they're, they're let down by their product. One of the biggest transitions I think that our customers experience when they adapt to these, you know, uh, Viking Pure solutions is that those residues are removed, you know, from the surfaces. They no longer have those sticky sensations. They're able to rid themselves of kind of that and ensure that the solution or that the that the rooms or the spaces have been cleaned. But they also know um, that they're not kind of contributing to this adaptive resistance either by you know allowing product to sit on surfaces for infinite amount of time. So I'm going to blow Josh's mind and I don't think he even believes me when I talk about this. So as we're kind of rounding out this conversation, I think that there is multiple layers of application here. So they have this generator on site where literally all they need is salt and water and they can fill up a thousand bottles if they want in one day. There's no like, hey, we're waiting for the supply to come in. We had, you know, an issue this week. We needed to do extra cleaning and now we're out of products. We got to rush to get some. No, fill back up the tank, make as much as you want. Um, One thing that I have done is I give bottles of this to my workers and they can use it to literally spray their bodies, literally spray their hands, their face. Um, when I was first introduced to this uh, over six years ago, it was a guy I went to church with, was selling kind of a little home generator, right? And he took the bottle. I'd never heard of this before. He took the bottle and he literally sprayed it into his mouth and I fell on the floor. I mean, I literally, I freaked out. I, I was like, what are you doing? I was like, you don't have to like pull this dog and pony show and freak me out like this. And I just didn't understand it. Um, there's actually many, many case studies and applications as hypochlorous acid being used as a therapeutic in neti pots, spraying it and actually running it through your sinuses to help clean. I think it's common, uh, you know, a, a common practice to not ingest it necessarily, but certainly spraying it on your body and things like that. Josh, you going to let me come and spray you down next time I see you? Um, I'm, I'm sitting here wondering now if maybe you weren't joking when we got on the show before we hit recording, you said you just gargled with hypochloric acid <laughs> to get kidding. ready for this show. Now I'm thinking maybe you weren't really joking. You might've really done that. I was not joking at all. I was just before this recording, I was on job site. I walked through, you know, safely. I did my proper cleaning before I had my bottle of hypochlorous acid with me in my truck, walked through a community where we were doing uh, a job site. And before I got back in my truck, I sprayed my hands. I sprayed my face. When I came home, I felt like I wanted to do a little hypochlorous gargle. And so I did, <laughs> you know, call me crazy. Hey, but, no, you're not crazy. I'm not, you know, I would never condone drinking cleaning solutions. We saw where that got, you know, us, but you know, it's a, um, it's definitely a, you know, uh, a component of the product that you can, you can use liberally. Right. I mean, you can, you can safely do those things. It's actually been studied in all of those different applications as a, as a, as a nasal, um, you know, sterilant, as a throat sterilant dentists use it for as a mouthwash, 
um, you know, any type of an abrasion, you know, that you may have or mm-hmm. rash dermatologic acne, um, you know, spray it right on there. It, it induces a healing response. And it's, um, you know, I think you're right though, Lucas, like you, you know, you don't want to get too in the weeds about some of these crazy, you know, or what seemingly are crazy uses of a product and then talk about, Oh, by the way, like, this is what you're going to use to disinfect your, you know, your community with, you know? Um, but when people they've adopted the technology and they research it and they see that there's more peer reviewed literature for the use of hypochlorous acid out there than any commercially available disinfectant currently on the market. I mean, it's, it's, you could kill a tree with the amount of publications that support its use. So hopefully it continues to gain, you know, more traction. Um, I think a lot of people would be surprised to learn that it is used in almost every aspect of industry. Um, and it affects them personally. I mean, I often use the, the kind of the characterization of who's opened a package of chicken and had that little reservoir of water in the bottom of the chicken package, you know, from, from the grocery store, that's hypochlorous acid that they sprayed down the chicken with prior to packing it and shipping it off to kill any surface contaminants, you know, on the, you know, on the meat. So it's, it's a part of our lives. Um, I just hope that we can continue to educate and, and make it a, um, you know, make it a staple for, for everyone. Well, Dan, thanks for taking us to chemistry class today. All our listeners will get a half CEU credit for this uh, episode today (laughs) for each download. I actually believed you for a second. (laughs) Just just email Josh. He'll get it all taken care of. Awesome. (laughs) That's awesome. No, I really, I really appreciate this opportunity. I, you know, very passionate about this and, um, and hope to, you know, hope to, to transition that, that passion into a sense of urgency and, um, you know, have, have communities understand that, you know, removing toxic chemicals is possible. You know, we no longer need to assume the dangers associated with, with what we think are the gold standard. You know, they're really not. And, um, you know, we're going to hopefully continue to be able to show you that. Awesome. Dan Lawson at Viking Pure. We're going to make sure to put all of your contact information in the show notes. And yeah, for sure. Um, you know, we love your passion around this. We want to help get the word out. It's time for senior living communities to take back their community when it comes to infection control. And I think that this is a huge step in the right direction. Uh, we have other things available to us that have a lot of holes <laughs> and you know may make people feel good but don't necessarily work this actually works and so we want to get the word out because it can actually help impact the environments that older adults live in and that's why we're talking about it thank you dan now oh, thank you lucas and thank you josh this was such a cool experience keep doing what you're doing keep leading thanks to all of our listeners for listening to another great episode of bridge the gap Thanks for listening to Bridge the Gap podcast with hosts Josh Crisp and Lucas McCurdy. If you were informed, educated, or influenced by this episode, we want to know. Leave a comment on social media or contact us in the show notes. Powered by supporting partners, Propel Insurance, Inquire, LTC REIT, The Bridge Group Construction, and Salinity. Learn more at btgvoice.com.